0: Thank you, Tracy, for that beautiful message and song. I did call her this week and asked her to sing "Greatest Thy Faithfulness because I think that's the message that we can all use in our lives. All of us have things we're going through. Um, all of us have troubles. All of us have trials. All of us have tribulations. And even some of us are going some of the, through the best times of our life. But God is faithful in all those times. Amen? God is always faithful. God is always true. We're a time of transition in our church. We're a time of transition in our country. Um, A lot of things are changing. A lot of things are moving. But God remains faithful and God remains true. And God remains in control of all things. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we begin this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you so much for today. We thank you for the message and song that Tracy brought us, reminding us of your faithfulness, reminding us of your goodness reminding us that you were always true, that you were always there, that you were always guiding, that you were always present. Even in our darkest times, in our Sunday school this morning, we talked about Esther and how she was in one of the most difficult situations of her life, but you were true and faithful to use her for your will and your glory to to deliver your people. Dear Lord, we just pray for our church today. We pray for our nation today. We pray for um, your will and your work to be done. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray for this message. I pray that everything that is said and done here today glorify you. In your name we pray. Amen. Today we'll be looking at Psalm 23. I love the Psalms. I love all of the Psalms. Um, sometimes just when you're doing your daily Bible reading or your devotionals, just to flip open a Psalm, you will never find one that fails you. Um, God will speak to you through the, through the Psalms. And um, they're just are such a beautiful... Uh, um, bring such beauty to your life and such comfort to your life and um, I, I just love to read them. I love to study them and um, today we're going to be paying particular attention to the 23rd psalm. This passage of scripture has such important <coughs> implications for our day-to-day life. Now you probably know it mostly as the passage of scripture you hear at a funeral Um, Almost every funeral I go to, it's stuck on the back of a program, or it's used or read in some type of um, use in a funeral service. I've used it dozens of times myself because it does provide such comfort and does provide such peace. But today, I say that this psalm has application for everyday life that this psalm should not be just relegated to use for a funeral passage, that we should read it every day and we should study it every day and it speaks to our everyday life. So that's what I want to bring some attention to it today. We know that King David had his beginnings as a shepherd. This was a dangerous profession. At the time that King David lived, a large percentage of what people did out in the countryside where he lived, and we know he was a shepherd, um, was tend flocks of sheep. That was their livelihood. That was what they did. And you may think of a shepherd sort of gingerly sitting on a green rolling hill watching his sheep go by. That was not the reality of the life of a shepherd. It was a very dangerous job. They watched their sheep day and night. They watched over their sheep and defended them against wild animals, those who might come to steal their sheep. Whatever predicaments their sheep got into, they would have to help them. Um, they were a rough-and-tumble type of uh, people. They were hardworking. They were dedicated. They sat out and they worked out into elements all day long and all night long. They kept watch over their sheep. Um, to be a shepherd was a very dangerous profession, A shepherd would be out in the open defending the life of his sheep day and night against wild animals. Sheep were the livelihood of these shepherds. As a shepherd, a shepherd would die for his sheep. All were important. No one was less precious than the other. Let's read verses 1 through 3 here. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. In verse 1, we see the Lord as shepherd. Sheep did not do well on their own. I don't know if you know much about sheep. Around here, we don't, we don't have a great deal of them. There are, there are a few in other parts of the country, and other parts of the world, we have a lot more of them. They are animals that need a great deal of guidance. Left to their own devices, they could get themselves in very much trouble. They could get themselves in life-threatening circumstances. Um, to say it politely, sheep are not the smartest of animals. <laughs> they are really not. If a sheep got separated from its foal, that would mean... Ultimate disaster for the sheep because he would not be able to take care of himself. Without protection of the shepherd and the safety of the foal, the sheep would quickly perish. I want to make this comparison to us as the sheep and our Lord as the shepherd. We need his guidance, we need his protection, we need his watch care. We need him to guide us. We need him to watch over us. We need him to look out for us. Because what happens to us when we are left to our own devices? Nothing good. <laughs> Nothing good. We get, in, we get ourselves into trouble because of that old pesky sin nature that we have. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden disobeyed God and sin fell upon the world. And ever since we have been plagued with this sin nature. And that sin nature gets us in trouble. All the time it does. It always gets us in trouble. We need someone to guide us. We need someone to belong to. Understand where I'm coming from? We need someone to belong to. He, God, is our shepherd. He provides us with everything. Each of us are precious in the sight of the shepherd. Did you know that He loves us each and every one just the same? Did you know that each of us are precious to him? Did you know that if Jesus, when Jesus Christ went to the cross, if you had been the only person that had ever lived, he would have still gone to the cross for you? Did you know that? you think that's powerful? I think it is. I think that's a powerful love. I think that's a powerful devotion. I praise God that we have a shepherd who is faithful and just to love each and every one of us. He desires... A relationship with each and every one of us. You might be under the sound of my voice this morning and you're thinking, well, you know, I'm wayward. I don't know the Lord. I don't have a relationship with the Lord and I don't mean that much to Him. I'm telling you this morning, that is a mistaken notion. You are one of His sheep and He loves you and He desires you and He wants you back in the fold. He sends the Spirit to convict and conjole you to come back to Him. That feeling in your heart that you need to return to the Lord is... The call back to the shepherd. He seeks us. He desires us. He desires a relationship with us. He seeks to find us. A lost sheep would be um, unable to find his way back home without the shepherd pursuing him or her. This morning he does that. Our Lord revealed our Lord revealed to us in three persons the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit... Is everything we need. You see a, she- a sheep out on the rolling hills of the Holy Land. Everything they needed was provided by the shepherd. In verses 1 through 3, we see God depicted as a loving shepherd. In, we- in this, we see him serving as our defender and our provider. If you're taking notes this morning, I want you to write that down. We see him depicted as our defender and our provider, the protector of the sheep. What would a shepherd do if a wild animal came upon um, his flock in the Holy Land? What would King David have done? He would have defended that sheep. He would have fought off that attacker. He would have um, protected and provided for his sheep. Verse 1 says that I will not want. This means that if I have a relationship with my shepherd, then I want for nothing. I have everything that I could ever ask for or imagine. He gives you what you need to make it in life. He gives you spiritual provision. He gives you hope. He, gives, he has granted you the opportunity for salvation. Now, am I referring to material things? No. God will provide what we need. God will provide what we need. Don't get me mistaken for a health, wealth, prosperity gospel preacher who says that if you have faith in God, you'll be rich and have plenty of money the bank and plenty of cars to drive. That's not what, That's not who I am, and that's not what I'm saying this morning. I am saying he will give you what you need. He will give you what you need. And what you need is a relationship with him. And he will provide for you, and he will guide you, and he will never fail you. You ever gotten anxious? You ever gotten anxious and you thought, oh, how am I going to make it? What am I going to do? Maybe Esther this morning in our Sunday school lesson, she was thinking that. How am I going to handle this situation? How am I going to deal with this situation? Does God not always come through? He, He always comes through for us. We are anxious. We get sometimes nervous. We get sometimes worried because we're human beings and that's what we do. But we need to know that a shepherd has his sheep. The shepherd will protect and provide for his sheep. Verses 2 and 3 continue on the theme of provision. A good shepherd makes sure his sheep have green grass and clean water. Let's get back to that in just a minute and look at this. It says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures and leaves me beside the still waters. Is a good shepherd going to lead his sheep to dirty water? No. Is a a good shepherd going to lead his sheep to dead grass? No. It says it here. He makes me to lie down in green pastures and leads me beside the still waters. Now, let me make something very clear. Sometimes the shepherd has to guide us through rough terrain to get to the better grass. Sometimes the shepherd has to take us through some, um, or past, has to take us past some dry grass, an absence of water or dirty water, in order to bring us to something better. And when we are, what a, what a sheep does, what a sheep does during this time is he trusts that his Savior will guide him through that place. Amen? Y'all must not believe that. Amen? Amen. Amen. The Lord will guide you through. Sometimes you may find yourself in a season where the grass is kind of dry and the water is kind of bitter. Have faith in the Lord that he is guiding you to green pastures and still waters. You just have to trust on the journey. You just have to trust on the journey. We saw with the nation of Israel as they wandered in the wilderness... This is a perfect illustration of them wandering in, in, um, in a dry, desert place. Was it their ultimate home? No. Was it a perfect situation? No. Was it difficult sometimes? Yes. Did God always provide for them? Yes, he did. He provided them what they needed. He provided them manna. He provided them quail. He might not have dropped prying rib out of the sky for them, he might not have given them um, a five-course dinner out of the sky to, to dine upon. He might not have given them the finest of beverages. He gave them water, and he gave them manna, and he gave them quail, and he gave them what they needed to get through. And the people sometimes trusted in him. They sometimes got nervous, but God led them through the play, the, um, this t- season. Some of y'all this morning in this room, and I don't know all of your situations, are going through a dry time. You're going through a difficult time. You're going through a testing time. You're going through a time when the grass is dry and the water is bitter. Let me give you hope today. Let me give you assurance today that your shepherd will guide you to something better. Amen? Your shepherd will guide you to something better. But what we have to do along the journey, what we have to do along the journey journey is what? Trust. Trust him. Never ever take your eyes off him because what happens to the sheep that gets loose? What happens to the sheep that goes its own way? What happens to the sheep that leaves the shepherd in the fold? Nothing good happens to it. Nothing good happens to it. Same in our life, we must trust him. We could apply this to the, our church situation now between pastors and transition. We're going through a season, we're going through a time. We're going through a time. God will lead us there. He will guide us there. God will take us there. We have to do what, though? Trust. Trust that he's got it. He's got it under control. A good shepherd makes sure his sheep have green grass and clean water. Our shepherd makes sure we have the spiritual sustenance to live rich and full spiritual lives. One might say the green grass and the still waters are like the word of God. They provide sustenance. The green grass and the still waters are like the word of God. In God's God's holy presence that we can dwell in, they nourish us, they provide for us, they um, sustain us throughout every single day. The more we fill ourselves with the word the stronger and better we all become all the time maintaining that constant relationship and connection to the shepherd. I want us to go down a little bit into verse 3 here. It says, He restores my soul and he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He restores my soul. Has Has your soul ever needed restoration? Sure it does sure it does if a sheep is hurt separated sick broken in some way or has found itself off of the right path the shepherd will do what to this sheep he will take it and mend it and even carry it with him and he will restore this sheep friends he will do the same for you this morning If you are in need of spiritual restoration, he will restore your soul. He is the source of restoration yet he is not okay with you being lost. He is not okay with you being wayward. He is not okay with you living outside of his will and his work. He is not okay with you living outside of his church. He is not okay with you disobeying his will. He is not okay with you being broken. He is not okay with you being hurt. He is not okay with you struggling. He wishes to, what? Restore. He wishes to restore. You might be here this morning and you thinking, Preachers up, there talking, but God doesn't, God doesn't really care anything about me. God doesn't care about the situation I'm in. God doesn't care about my soul. God doesn't care how I feel. Yes, he does. He wants to restore you. He wants to renew your relationship with him. And even if we know the Lord, some of you might, here might not know him, and I'll talk to you in just a minute. But if you know the Lord, sometimes your soul just needs restoration. We get tired sometimes, don't we? We get tired we get broken down along the journeys of life. We get broken down against the struggles that we face. It might be health. It might be finances. It might be job. It might be family. It might be all kinds of different things. Whatever it is, we get tired. He is faithful and just to restore. In my prayer today my challenge to you today my hope for you today that if you are in a place where you are not where you need to be with the Lord that you will ask for restoration that you will ask that he will restore you restore you to your former love for him you remember when you first came to know the Lord and how much you loved him and how how, um, on fire you were for him and how you wanted to work for him and how you wanted to pray and how you wanted to commune with him and how you wanted to devour his word But over time, you backed away, and you backed away, and you got a little little complacent, and you got a little lazy, and you got a little broken, and you got a little off track. And maybe right now you might be feeling a little distant. Your shepherd desires you to come back into the fold fully restored. This morning, this is the place of restoration. All you have to do is call out to him. All you have to do is cry out to him and say, God, restore my soul. God, bring back the fire that once burned within me. Bring it back. Bring it back. In Matthew 18, beginning in verse 12, let's flip over there real quick and look. Matthew in chapter 12 and verse 18. I'm sorry, Matthew. Um, Matthew chapter eighteen, verse twelve. Y'all know I'm blind as a bat. I can't see anything. My wife tells me I got to go to the eye doctor and get some glasses, and I've been fighting that because I don't want to admit that I'm old and need glasses. But, but the time, the time has come. The time has come. Yes, it has. Matthew chapter eighteen, beginning in verse twelve. Matthew chapter eighteen, beginning beginning in verse. What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep? And one of them has gone astray. Does he not leave the 99 on the mountain and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly, I say to you, he rejoices over it more than over the 99 and never that went and, um, then the, then he rejoices more over the 99 that never went astray. So is it not the will of my Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish? He loves that wayward sheep. He loves that lost sheep. He would leave the 99 to go look for the one. This morning, under the sound of my voice, you may be the one lost sheep. You may be the one who is lost today. You may be the one who is outside of the fold. He desires to bring you back. He desires to restore you today the shepherd is waiting simply trust oh how he will rejoice as the lost sheep comes home just as the father ran to embrace the prodigal son so he will open his arms to you today let's go down to verse four a little bit even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me in verse four, we see the shepherd walking through the valley' of the shadow of death. I think this is why this scripture is sometimes used so much at funerals because we find it a comfort in the time of, of, of loss. The valley, of the shadow of death, can mean anything that any kind of perilous situation doesn't necessarily have to mean physical death. You see, the shepherd has to often move his flock over large areas. Some of these were dangerous, dangerous. The rod and the staff were the tools the shepherd had to defend the sheep. You know, at, at Christmas time, when we have our little nativity scene and the little shepherds, little cute shepherds walk down the aisle, what are they carrying? They're carrying a the little staff, right? They're carrying a the little staff, and it's so cute. It was not cute on the, um, when they were using it out on the fields of the Holy Land. What did they use those staffs for? To fight off animals and to prod sheep and to bring them back into the fold. They um, were, were useful implements. Sometimes he would use the hook to guide the sheep, and sometimes we'd have to, to use it as a rod, as a defensive weapon. In verse 4, we see our shepherd as our comfort and guide. If you are taking notes today, write that down. He is our comfort, and he is our guide. Perhaps you're going through a dark valley right now. Let him guide you. You ever sometimes... If you're if you're straying from the Lord or you know you're outside of his will, if you know you're outside of his way, do you feel a little a little pride from the Lord? Do you feel a little push from the Lord? Just like the shepherd, if the shepherd was out on <coughs> the shepherd was out on the on the fields, tending to a sheep. If a sheep got out of the way, what would he do with that rod? He would gently pull it back, he would gently prod it back in the right direction. Some of y'all are feeling that today. It's not a, 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 a staff that you're feeling. It's the conviction of the Holy Spirit, but God uses that, that Holy Spirit as a guiding guiding rod, as a guiding principle in your life. You're feeling that moving you a little bit. Is it, is it in your best interest to fight that or to surrender to the will of the Spirit and come back to the Lord? It's in your best interest to come back to the Lord because on our own, we are sitting ducks for the devil, the devil this is how the devil works he wants to do what to you what does he want to do as far as you and the fold <coughs> he wants to separate you because if he can separate you then he will get you thank you, ma'am appreciate that if he can separate you from the fold then you are much more vulnerable to attack you are much more vulnerable to him um, taking you out, so you need to be. Um, surrendering to the guidance and the lead of the Holy Spirit. Let's move down to verse 5 a little bit here. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Here in this verse 5, we see our shepherd as the source of all blessings. If you're writing this down today, write that down. We see him as the source of all blessings. Anointing as associated with With blessing. No true blessing comes to you unless it comes by the Lord, right? No true blessing comes to us unless the Father sends us. He sustains us in the presence of our enemies. Just as He sustained the children of Israel with water, with manna, with quail in the wilderness, He sustains us with what we need spiritually he is the source and the fount of all blessings he will send you what you need when you need it he anoints us for his service we inherit the blessings of eternal life in heaven with our lord that is the main thing that is the main provision that is the main provision of the the main blessing of the shepherd as he has given us access to eternal life Now let's move down into verse 6, if you will. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Verse 6 ends the passage with a blessing. If we allow our great shepherd access and control over our lives, his mercy shall follow us all throughout our life. And I'm talking about in the good times, I'm talking about in the bad times. I'm talking about in times of want and in times of plenty, in times of health, in times of sickness. He is true and faithful and just. The holy, perfect, great shepherd, always leading, always guiding, always desiring good for his sheep. Our relationship with God is eternal. It is intimate. The sheep knows the shepherd and the shepherd Knows the sheep. My little boy who's three, who's in Cubbies, has been learning a verse all week about the shepherd and knowing um and and the shepherd knowing the voice of the um the sheep knowing the voice of the shepherd, and he's been reciting that to us all this week. That's so very, very important. The sheep knows the voice of the shepherd. Today, this morning, the shepherd is calling you. The shepherd is calling. The great shepherd, our Lord, is calling you. He's calling you back to Him. He's calling you to restoration. He's calling you to safety. He's calling you to return to the fold. He's calling you to repentance. We talked about restoration, but if you don't, if you don't never have had a relationship with the Savior, let this be the day that you have that relationship. Let this be the day that you come to know Him as your personal Lord and Savior. Aren't you tired of trying it on your own? Aren't you try, tired of of, of trying to live life in your own strength, in your own power? Turn to him. All you have to do is admit that you are a sinner, believe that he is the Son of God, and confess him as your Savior. I'll pray with you. I'll do that today if you need to do that. Those of you who are Christians, those of you who do know the Lord, might not be where you need to be. This might be a day of restoration. This might be a day where we return to our knowledge of him. We've seen our Lord described in the passages we read today as a great shepherd. We've seen him as defender and provider, the restoration, the comfort and guide, the source of all blessings, and eternal loving Savior. Do you need the shepherd today? Do you need his love and care? Are you tired of wandering alone? Come to the shepherd today. I'm going to lead us in prayer. Our musicians are going to come. The altar will be open. And I pray that whatever need you need to have met today, that you will get it met today. Let's let's all pray as we stand together. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just pray that you just um, bless the hearts of this congregation today. Lord, prick the heart of these sheep. Dear Lord, if there's be one wayward, I pray that they come home today. If there be one that doesn't know the Shepherd, I pray that you come to know, They come to know you today. Lord, if there's one that needs restoration, if there's one that needs comfort, if there's one that needs guidance, that they will seek that in the only place where it can be found, and that is in you. In your name we pray. Amen.